Our New Testament lesson this morning is going to come from the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. We're going to be reading verses 3 through 11 of Philippians chapter 3. For it is we who are the circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh, even though I too have, have reason for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was having a conversation recently with some friends about how we were raised and the little quirks in our raising and how the way I was raised and the way they were, how they were raised and how, how it all kind of, some stuff is very similar, some stuff is very different and just, just kind of those quirks in life. And um, I was raised by, by my old, by grandparents. My parents were, were older. And so I was kind of raised in a little bit older um, style of parenting. So there's some little things that I do that people of my age or younger might not think much about. But I was raised, for instance, you know, you don't wear your hat inside. So that's just the way I was raised. I, and why don't you wear your hat inside? I don't know, because Maxine Stoddard said not to. And that's the reason. So, you know, it'd be funny. We'll be out eating somewhere, and I don't care how bad my hair looks, I take my hat off because I'm afraid Mama will find out, and I will get a whooping. And I don't want a whooping. I was raised, you don't go first in line. So it's really funny when I preach revivals, because usually when you're a guest speaker, they want the guest preacher to go eat first. Well, I'm not eating first in line. Because if I do, my mama will find out and I will get a whooping. So I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to eat first in line just because I don't want her to find out and get in trouble. Another thing I, I was raised, one of the ways I was raised was this. And I think many of you, this is one of those things I think that transcends um, ages. But I was raised, you don't brag on yourself. If somebody else wants to brag on you, that's fine. But you don't brag on yourself. You don't go around saying how good you are or anything like that. You, you, you want to approach all of life with a sense of humility. And so that's how I was raised and never make a big deal about any successes I ever had or, or whatever. And, and I'm still, I try to be the same way now. I don't take compliments well. So I was raised. That's how I was raised. You don't brag on yourself. That's just not something you do. But I got a friend of mine. Uh, Chappie, doing the friend, a friend of friend of Dennis's friend, uh, yeah. uh, a friend of mine that has a quote that I love that I want to share with you. He who does not toot his own horn has a horn that remains untooted. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, he who does not toot his own horn has a horn that remains untooted. So I've always, anytime you tell me that, of course, you got to know my friend. And if, if you know my friend, that makes a lot of sense coming from him. But uh, that, that, that's a quote because, because on, that we don't want to brag or be cocky or be arrogant. But the Bible also says in Revelation that the devil's defeated by the blood of the lamb and by the power of their testimony. There's a difference in bragging and acting like I'm something special or I'm perfect or whatever, or making a big deal out of yourself. There's a difference between that and what the Bible says in boasting in Jesus. The difference is who's the hero of your story. It's always the difference. Who's the hero of your story? Am I the hero because I'm awesome or I'm amazing and I've got everything figured out and I'm perfect? Or is Jesus the hero? Because of look of what he's done through me. Look at what he's done through our church. Look at what he's done through our lives. Who is the hero? There's this great quote about humility by C.S. Lewis that I love. C.S. Lewis says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yes. To be humble isn't to feel like you're a bad person or a failure, but it's to always be pointing to something bigger than you. So on one hand, we don't want to get cocky or whatever. Look at me. But on the other hand, I want to point out every good thing Jesus has done for me. I want to point out every good thing Jesus has done in my life. I want to always, always, always be pointing to Jesus and giving him glory and praise for what he's doing in my life and in the life of our church. The devil's defeated by the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony. The bragging on Jesus. So look at Paul. I think Paul does a great job of this today. Paul does this, has this interesting thing. See, Paul unpacks his life. He says, if any of you have reason to boast, I have more. And then Paul goes through every reason he had to boast. And y'all, if there was anybody in Paul's time that had reason to boast, it was Paul. Paul says, as to a birth, I was born a Hebrew, a Hebrew of Hebrews. He said, I was born to the tribe of Benjamin. That's a big deal. That might not sound like much to us. That might just sound like an obscure thing in scripture. But Paul's saying this, I know what tribe I'm from. Not many Jewish people in Paul's day could necessarily point to the tribe that they came from. Paul said, I know what tribe I'm from. I know who I am. I have a reason to boast because not only am I a Hebrew, not only am I Jewish, but I'm from Benjamin. I know who I am. I have a reason to brag about where I came from. I have a reason to boast in who my mama and them are. I came from good stock. Then he says, not just that, but as to zeal, a Pharisee, a persecutor of the church. So Paul not only was born to the right family, Paul had the right education. Paul was a Pharisee. Paul had sat at the feet of the rabbis in Jerusalem. Paul knew all the players of the game, shall we say. Paul was very popular on LinkedIn. Paul had all the connections. Paul was educated. Paul was educated at the right place. Educated by the right people. 
So not only was he born to the right people, Paul was educated by the right people. He was a Pharisee. He, was, he, was some, he had something to boast about in his birth. He had something to boast about in his education. And then if we read the book of Acts, we see some more things Paul could brag about. In the book of Acts, it says this. Paul says, well, Paul doesn't say this, but it's said about Paul. When the chief priest wanted to destroy the church in Damascus, he sent his right-hand man to do it. Well, who did he do? Who did he send? He sent Paul. Paul was the one that the chief priest sent to really destroy the church. He was the right-hand man to the power. So right birth, right education, right position, and it gets better. Paul's a Roman citizen. Do you remember in the book of Acts when he's talking to one of the councils? And the, and the council says, I have paid a very healthy, healthy, healthy price for my citizenship because you could buy citizenship in Rome. Paul said, I did not pay, I was born. So Paul was not only born to the white, right people religiously, he was born to the right people politically. He went to all the right schools. He had the best position you could think of. And now, even after all that, he now was one of the main apostles in the church. He had started church after church after church after church. He had been all over the world preaching. Everybody knew Paul. Paul was a big deal. So Paul literally, in his position, had everything one could want. If everybody had every, if any horn ever needed to be tooted, Paul's horn should have been tooted. But what does he say? I consider all that as but rubbish when compared to knowing Jesus Christ and that I may one day attain the power of the resurrection. Paul said, all this stuff here, all this stuff that I got, all the stuff that I've been given, all the stuff I was born with, all that, it doesn't hold a candle. It doesn't hold a candle to Jesus. And if I'm gonna boast, if I'm gonna brag, if I'm gonna make a big deal out of something, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of me or make a big deal out of my position or make a big deal out of what I've gained, but I'm gonna make a big deal out of Jesus because of what he's done for me. All this stuff here that everybody thinks is so important, it's of no value. It doesn't matter because what matters? Jesus. Jesus, that's what I'm going to boast in. We're incredibly blessed in this church to have so much. Our church is blessed in so many ways. In every area of the life of the church, we are blessed to have amazing children in student ministries. We're blessed to have Kate and Nicolette who work so hard to pour into your students, your children, and your youth. We are blessed beyond words to have Tim in his music ministry in, the, in this church. We are blessed beyond words to have Frank and all the dedication and all the effort and all the work that he puts into the organ here in the church. We're so blessed to have Alan and all that she does for our church, our choir. Our worship ministry here is such a blessing to us all. 
And if you go to intersection, you'll find the same blessing. Ant and his team work so hard in the intersection to lead an authentic modern service. We're blessed to have a church that seeks not only just to worship God through our, through our presence and through the preaching and teaching, but we worship God through our service. We're blessed to have connections at Madcap and at Forest. We're blessed to be a church that goes literally across the world to proclaiming the gospel through our foreign mission trips. We're blessed to have a church that reaches out locally through so many efforts and ministries within our local community. We're blessed to have a church that so values Christian education. There is literally, like the Sunday school classes here, the small groups here can literally change your life. I've seen individuals grow closer to Jesus just because of Sunday school, just because of Wednesday night live, just because of Wednesday night Bible studies. We are a church that we are so blessed to have all this stuff, all the stuff that, large, that churches even bigger than us have. Authentic worship, vibrant family ministries, small groups. We are blessed to have all these things, but we're also blessed in that we're a church. We can get to know people. You can have actual friends here. The people sitting on your pew, sitting across the room from you can become not just colleagues in church, but can become family and friends. We are blessed to be an incubator of relationships where lives can grow and be blessed because of these things. We are so blessed. We have over 10,000 reasons to be blessed. In fact, you see on the altar here today, during our time of communion, we have these cards here. We're entering into our season of stewardship, and we always like to do something creative here. So on the altar, there's these cards. And I want you, when you come down and take communion, to, to grab you, grab you some. And uh, as you're sitting there singing and t- watching others take communion, write down. What's one of your 10,000 reasons? What's one of the things that you're thankful for in this church? What's one of the things that you're thankful for to be part of this community? What's one of the ways that our church is a blessing to you? Write that down. Name that reason. Name that reason. And then on the way out today, you'll see a little, a little bucket there. You can just drop it in the bucket. We're going to take these things, and we're going to create some beautiful things with them over this next month to see our 10,000, to see our 10,000 reasons, the reasons we're thankful to be part of this church, the reason we're thankful to worship here. This might be your first Sunday here, and you might not be even sure if you like us yet. That's okay. That if something's blessed you this morning, be sure to take, you can take one. And this isn't just for members. This is for those that are part of us. And think about what is your, what is your reason? What is one of your reasons? What are your thousands of reasons? What are you thankful for? What do you want to give testimony to God about that you're seeing in life, our church? Because we have thousands of reasons to be thankful this morning. But just like Paul, what is our main reason? What do we boast in the most? Jesus. Jesus is the reason we boast. Jesus is the reason we brag. Jesus is what it's all about. It's always only about Jesus. His love, his mercy, his acceptance, his grace. Paul said of all the stuff in the world, 
I could brag on, all the stuff in the world that I could boast in, all the stuff that I could point to over and over and over. The thing that I'm going to boast and the thing that I'm going to point to over and over and over is Jesus. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we work. That's why we pray. That's why we give. That's why we serve. It's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. I love being your pastor. I love doing what I do. And I love serving you. But that's not why I do it. I do it because of Jesus. I do it because when I was a stubborn, depressed, hard-headed, angry, 17-year-old kid who was too mad at the world to have any fathoming of what my life could even be. One night in my bedroom, I said, Lord, you got to help me. I can't do this. you got to help me. And in that moment, he changed my heart. And from that point forward, I knew that he loved me enough to change me. And no matter what my life was, I was going to live it completely and totally for him. Because all this stuff over here that I thought was so important, it doesn't matter compared to Jesus. Because all this stuff here that I thought was going to give me life and give me purpose and give me an identity and give me a place and give me relationships, it didn't. (laughs) I had all that stuff. And I was angry at the world and unsettled and unhappy. But only Jesus. Only Jesus gives purpose in life. And from that point forward, I wanted to live my life serving him no matter what that meant. What's your reason? What are you thankful for in our church? Where have you seen God use our church? What's your reason? But always remember, the greatest reason, the greatest reason is always and only Jesus. Let's pray.